0: Welcome to the Irish Baptist College podcast. The Irish Baptist College exists to magnify Christ, advance the gospel, and strengthen the church. We do so by being serious about the Bible, the gospel, and being Baptist. In this podcast, you will hopefully enjoy being encouraged in your faith while getting to know the college staff. I'm your host, Davy Ellison. I'm the Director of Training at the college, and today I'm talking with Claire Moorcroft. So Claire, first things first, uh, introduce yourself to us.
1: Okay, well I am Claire. I am from Portadown, and I have three brothers and a sister and a little dog. Um, I enjoy a good flat white, and I did love a good trip to the beach. Uh, before I started here, I did a degree um, in history and theology at Queens, and I also worked for an animal feed company.
0: Okay two things there you mentioned. Uh, flat white, what is that?
1: A flat white is just a really good coffee, so you've got um, some espresso and then some milk, but not too much milk.
0: Okay. I'm an avid tea drinker, I uh, do not like coffee, so I need to have those things explained for me. Uh, interesting fact there was that you worked at an animal feed company. I did. Uh, for us townies, uh, what exactly is an animal feed company?
1: Well, it is a company that sells animal feed. So, coys, sheep, pigs, you name it, we sold it. Um, thankfully, I didn't do much selling. I actually did the logistical end of things, so I told the lorry drivers where they had to go and deliver the feed.
0: Super. That's something that not too many people have on their CV, I yes. imagine. <laughs> um, excellent. Now you work at the Irish Baptist College. Uh, obviously, to be a member of staff here, you have to be a professing Christian. So I was wondering if you could share with us uh, something of your conversion
1: experience. Yes. Well, I grew up in a family where both of my parents loved the Lord. I was a pretty good girl. I didn't really rebel very much. Um, I went to Sunday school and church and kids clubs and all the rest of it. And I mean. I knew the answers and I loved the quiz because I was always able to answer the quizzes, but really it was all head knowledge Um, and it wasn't until 2004 when my granny passed away that I started to think about the fact that she really loved the Lord and she was there in heaven with him now, Um, but what about me? What implications did that have for me? So suddenly it all became heart knowledge rather than head knowledge, all the information that I had known as a child. was made real in my life and I asked the Mm -hmm. Lord for forgiveness um, and follow him.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Good. Good. Nice and uh, clear and simple and uh, shows us the importance of children's work. You were obviously one of those children that I really disliked in children's (laughs) meetings. Always had your hand up. Always knew the answer to the question. Um, Real challenge to try to get in in front of someone like you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Good. Good. One of the key aims that uh, the college has is not simply theological education, but spiritual formation, growth in Christian character. That's what we want to see in our students, Um, not simply a certificate, but real change and maturity in them through their three years at college or however long students spend with us. Uh, So I wanted to maybe think back a little bit into your testimony, your Christian life after your conversion Uh, And ask you, are there any individuals in particular that have had a really positive impact on your spiritual formation? Uh, And if there were, what kind of things did they do for you that were helpful in your Christian life?
1: Okay. Um, I mean, there are so many people that you could mention. Each have had uh, a different impact on me. But I think someone who has had a very great impact on me has been my mum. From when we were young, her and my dad have uh, brought us to many Christian events. They've spent time reading the Bible with us, teaching us from it, praying with us and praying for us. But I think as well as that, it's been the way that she has modelled what it looks like to be a godly woman. She's someone who is wise and sacrificial. She's hospitable. Um, she's full of love and she works very hard. Uh, she's someone who's really quick to forgive. Um, and she's always there to listen and to point us back to Jesus. So I think she probably has had the most influence on me. Okay,
0: excellent. Well, really good testimony to your mom and just her influence and especially a relationship that's so close because undoubtedly, like every other uh, mother-daughter relationship, you've had your fights and you've fallen out. And yet she's still that um, that example to you and had a positive impact. Uh, That's brilliant. She stands head and shoulders above everybody else. Is there anybody else that has had an impact?
1: Um, okay, I mean there have been there have been many people. There have some people, been some people in CEF, for example, who have um, given me places to serve. There are people in my church who I know pray for me. Um, oh, okay, there are just too many people. It's not really fair to mention, you know, some rather than others.
0: Yeah, but obviously, lots of people then feed into that spiritual formation and that yes. growth in Christian character. Uh, even though some are more prominent than others. Yes. (laughs) Brilliant. One of the other things that we uh, love here at college are books, and uh, hopefully you love them in particular, being our librarian uh, here in the college. So I was wondering if you could share maybe uh, two or three books that have been influential in your Christian life, uh, and maybe just explain how exactly they've helped or spurred you on at certain points.
1: Okay, well, it's slightly awkward because although I'm the librarian and love books, I'm actually not the greatest reader. I'm quite a slow reader. But um, aside from the Bible, which obviously shapes us the most, uh, there have been a few that I've really enjoyed. Um, And one of those has been Refresh by David and Shona Murray. Um, I don't know if you've read it. My
0: I have not actually read well, that. Would, Thanks for calling me out on that.
1: <laughs> I would really recommend it. <laughs> um, there is a, a women's one and a men's one, but I'd say both are quite good. Um, I live a, quite a busy life, which I really enjoy. There's lots going on. Um, but Refresh is a book that really encouraged me to live a grace-paced life rather than trying to do everything in my own strength and do everything as fast as I can. I also really enjoyed Mark Vrogop's book as well, um, "Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy." Have you read it?
0: No. Again, you're calling me out in another book I've not read.
1: <laughs> Do you there's a library full of great books down there? <laughs>
0: That's um, the problem. That's the problem. There's too many to read. But um, some recommendations to go on my reading list um, continue.
1: Definitely. Um, it's very good. It, it's practical and biblical, uh, as it works through some Sam's teaching about lament. Aside from those two, I really enjoy Christian biographies. People like Brother Andrew, Jim and Elizabeth Elliot, George Miller, people like that. Um, these people who I've never met have inspired me to pray and to give and to go and to serve God wherever I can, and however I can.
0: Yeah, that's really excellent and uh, important point on biographies. We can be so encouraged and challenged um, by the lives of other Christians. Let me ask a few more questions just about these books here Um, so reset refresh talking about slowing down our pace of life living a graceful life i think was the phrase you used. how what how does that work out in in everyday life does that mean cancelling everything that's in your diary what what do the murrays kind of point us towards um as we try to reset and refresh
1: yeah i mean it is it is doing that it's slowing down it's not saying yes to everything but balancing your time your family time your personal time your time spent with the Lord it's finding a balance for all of those things and at different points um, and in different ways some of those will your bible time and your time with the Lord will obviously be a priority all of the time but um, it's where you fit in family and where you fit in other service and work and uh, how to do that.
0: Yeah, that's so helpful. I remember Don Carson saying uh, sometimes the most spiritual answer you can give is no and saying no to things, yes. turning things down uh, and protecting that time. Uh, and that's so important as well for our students. Um, something that we highlight in induction week, just that you work hard and you work diligently, but you you have to book in periods of rest and relaxation to ensure that you can last um, over the course of life and over the course of ministry and not... Not burn out. Um, that's really helpful. Can I ask you a little bit about the book on lament then as well? Yes. Uh, and just w- why why is that particularly helpful, or why is that being particularly helpful in your life? Um, to think about lament. Um, it's a type of psalm that many people find difficult to to read and understand and apply to the Christian life. Um, so, just in what way exactly you found that helpful to reflect on lament?
1: Well, I, I actually heard Mark before I read the book. So I think hearing him preach on this ha- made me really want to go and read his book. Um, it's helpful, I think, because everybody goes through times in life when things aren't the way they would like them to be. I mean, we live mm-hmm. in a broken and sinful world. And, and he takes you through the, through some of the Psalms. um, And it just shows that the Psalmist was in the same place as some of us Um, have been as well. There are times in our lives when, like I said, everything isn't going well and he shows us that it's okay to cry out to God and and, um, tell him what's going on in our lives, but how we then move on, how we turn that into praise.
0: Yeah, that's really helpful. That's really helpful. Uh, I think so many of us have difficult experiences and we are angry or we have questions and Sometimes we think it's unchristian to to air mm-hmm. those or to pray those. And uh, that's really helpful then to be encouraged to look at the example of the psalmist and to, to follow that and to, to live that out in our lives. Excellent. Well, some great uh, book recommendations there. Um, so listeners, I encourage you to um, pick some of those up. Uh, it looks like I'm going to have to read a couple <laughs> of them uh, as well. So I look forward uh, to that. There's something that you mentioned earlier that we didn't really return to and that's you mentioned CEF. Do you want to outline just a little bit of what you've been involved with in CEF and when that began and how long you've been involved and how that's changed over the over yep, your time sure. with them?
1: I first uh, went to a CEF camp when I was about 11 or 12. So I've been involved with CEF for quite a while. Um, I do some camps with them in the summer. I do some uh, like youth clubs, kids work. I really, really enjoy it. And uh, I did a year with CAF actually with Colin Highlands and Youth Challenge. And I did a lot of work on proofreading, editing, a lot of behind the scenes work, which is really my favourite kind of thing to do. Um, And I do some work for them in the office as well. So Yeah, a little bit of everything really, which is quite nice.
0: Okay, excellent, super. I ask that question because obviously your experience in CEF might help you um, give us some advice uh, as we begin to draw our conversation to a close. Um, So we've been talking about spiritual formation, people who have had an impact on our Christian life, books that we've read that have impacted us and helped us grow and develop. If there's someone who wants to do that for someone else, Mm -hmm. so Christian, they want to be a good godly influence on others. Would, if I asked you, offer one piece of advice for an individual seeking to be a godly influence on other people. uh, What piece of advice from your experience um, would you share?
1: I would say that you need to be authentic especially if you seek to be a godly influence on young people um they know when you're not being real they know whenever um you say oh yes life is great i'm fine my quiet times are going amazingly they know that that's probably not true um in, in some regards so i think to be a godly to be a godly influence you need to be a godly person to begin with but also you need to be authentic in how you live that out in your conversations um and the way that young people see you okay that's helpful.
0: You're maybe coming back to that idea of lament and (laughs) not always pretending that that everything's hunky-dory and that life is real and there's ups and downs and authenticity. Yeah, genuine. Um, Yeah, we all need to be that, uh, to be open and honest on those fronts. Perhaps um, not everybody listening uh, is thinking, well, I can do that for someone else. Maybe they're thinking, I need that in my life. Mm -hmm. I need someone to influence me. So... I'm sitting in my church, I'm looking around, I'm thinking, I want someone to disciple me, to guide me, to teach me, someone who I can ask the hard questions of. Can you offer a piece of advice for an individual seeking someone to influence them in a godly way?
1: Yeah, I think that we can tell a lot from people's attitude to prayer and how they pray and their desire to pray. And I think you should pick someone who you know is faithful in prayer. Someone who doesn't miss the prayer meeting because they can't be bothered to go or something like that. But someone who really, really values prayer um, and spending time with the Lord.
0: Okay. Prayer life is quite a private thing. So how, how do you how do you how do you see that do you do you go ask people about it or do you you've mentioned the prayer meeting so obviously that is some indication mm-hmm. but how do you figure out if someone is prayerful
1: well i suppose if you're gonna ask them to guide or teach your disciple you're gonna have to get talking to them so i suppose that's a question that you could ask them mm. um, yeah i'm not tv that's got a it's got a hard question <laughs> Um, well,
0: I have to give you a hard question because you've answered all the rest so well
1: um well, I think you you know do they do they just use pat phrases because they don't have anything else to say, or do they really mean what they're saying? Do they speak mm. to the Lord as if they speak to him every day, obviously with reverence, but is that a close relationship or is that just? They come to the prayer meeting and say these things because that's what they should do.
0: Yeah, so you listen to how they pray. So it's not just them turning up at a prayer meeting, but then also the content of their prayer and the tone of their prayer. Yes. And... Yeah, excellent. So if you're looking for someone who's prayerful, ask them to pray with you and pray for you. And yes. uh, that might be an indicator of how prayerful they are in and of themselves. Excellent. Uh. You've answered all the questions and a couple of questions that I haven't given you. I have one last question I'm going to throw in at the end. Uh, That is, what is your favourite thing about working here at the college? Um, You've been here for a wee while now. Mm -hmm. Um, Still one of the newer members of staff but you've been here for a wee while. So what is your favourite thing about walking in through the front door in the mornings and down the corridor to the library and uh, knowing that you're going to spend the rest of the day working for the Irish Baptist College?
1: Yeah, I think I think um, engaging with the students is probably my favourite thing. They come to the library, some of them know what they're doing, some of them really don't and I think it's great to be able to help them and just to chat to them about maybe what they're working on or maybe just what's going on in their lives. Um, I I don't assess them, I don't mark them, I don't have any authority over them very much anyway Um, and so maybe they feel a little bit more free to tell me what's going on and Um, generally how they're doing. So I really, really enjoy the student interaction.
0: Okay. You're also a little closer to most of their ages than the other staff members as well, (laughs) which might help, but um, we'll not go too far down that road. Um, Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Claire, for your time um, today. Thank you for answering honestly and helpfully and uh, for answering those questions that I didn't warn you were (laughs) you were going to have to answer. Um, I want to thank you all for listening to the Irish Baptist College podcast. Uh, And if you want to find out more about the college, uh, then visit our website, irishbaptistcollege.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, we look forward to you joining us again next time. Thank you.